0: I'm Linofen Tolberg for Biz News. When we talk about clean energy solutions, wind and solar often is at the forefront of our discussion. However, there's another potential source of energy that's worth exploring, and that's wave energy. Some scientists believe that a fully harnessed wave energy could theoretically meet the world's electricity needs. But technologies needed to harness wave energy are still in the de- developmental stages. In South Africa, we are surrounded by two vast oceans, a tech company called impact free water is working on a solution using wave energy and their solution also provides fresh water and today we have simon weinberg the founder of impact free water and anton berkowitz the business director of the company in the studio with us to dive into this world of wave energy and its potential hi simon and anton thanks for joining us. all right
1: thank you hi good morning
0: well what we want to ask you what is impact free water and what solution are you trying to offer to this issue of, you know, South Africa has a severe energy shortage?
1: So, we, we have a, a vast amount of energy in the form of, of waves around our coast. Um, and, uh, case in point, we, we had some uh, huge waves come through the other day, uh, wiping out uh, many of the businesses along the east and southern coasts of, of South Africa. So, um, our intention is to use that energy. In a productive way, so um, it has many uh, very attractive uh, aspects to it that uh, would provide a, a more uh, a load uh, a base load type energy to to our customers, um, and um, we've tried to focus on simple energy, simple technology uh, to uh, uh, provide uh, the power as directly as possible from the waves to provide a product. So. Uh, Initially, we've been focusing on desalination, direct desalination, using the the energy of the waves to drive our pumps directly. And at the moment, we are also looking at uh, providing uh, uh, electricity uh, from uh, from the system. So also through a a direct drive system, um, but uh, instead of necessarily uh, providing fresh water to have electricity as an option. So much more to say on that, but um, I, I don't want to uh, 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 get too carried away.
0: So what is the background of both of you and, you know, where did this idea come from?
1: Um, Anton, do you want to
2: go first on, on your side? Yeah, well, well, my background is completely non-energy related. I was in the investments uh, arena for over 20 years. I got tired of bureaucracy and decided to go consulting for my own account and, um, I was busy with a client presentation in uh, Ting, and uh, somebody there said, well, they've got this party that they're working with in Cape Town uh, involved in wave energy. It's an interesting project, but who needs some business uh, assistance, and I should get in touch. Well, I came back to Cape Town, phoned Simon, only to discover uh, we'd been at the same high school in Durban, we had DHS old boys, uh, he'd started the year I finished. Uh, we lived about five six hundred meters from each other, <laughs> and my kids had already babysat his kids, so we clicked quite quickly, and I've
1: uh, been involved ever since. That was twenty fifteen.
0: And Simon, what is the interest in waves and water?
1: Yeah, so I, I've always been a passionate diver, and um, I'm, I'm an oceanographer, and I've been uh, collecting wave energy around the the world uh, in my career. And um, I also uh, spent some time in Indonesia looking at starting a dive charter business back in 2000 um, and was devastated to see the destruction to the environment. And uh, also my career, just noticing how uh, people on island communities suffer directly from a uh, uh, poor water resources and sometimes uh, water having to be brought in from long distances and how it actually affects their lives negatively. So... Um, I decided to to come back and, and put my efforts uh, as somebody who understood the problem uh, put my efforts into creating a solution uh, to the issue so on the one hand uh, an environmental issue on the other hand uh, a humanitarian issue so I, I uh, went back to university uh, to do a masters in, in applied science and uh, linked up with the Institute for Maritime Technology in Simonstown and uh, got their support to uh, develop a a technology that could use wave energy uh, to provide these isolated energy communities with water um, and uh, we managed to to build a system and test it in their in their pools and uh that got the interest of an American investor who came to to have a look he was a water expert and remains part of our company to this day and um he put in a little bit more money that we used to to upgrade what we had brought in their their workshops, and we literally chucked this in the ocean to see how it was there. Um, And um, we we, we got very impressive results. Even in uh, low-energy waves that you're finding in False Bay, uh, we were generating pressures of over 85 bars. And um, this impressed the Water Research Commission, um, we had uh, applied to for funding, and uh, they put some more money into it, and uh, we developed a more robust systems using our partners now that we we uh, got in Epping um, uh, Javen Fabrications to develop a, an industrial um, uh, model of, of of our previous design, and um, and so we then uh, went about. Testing this unit in 2015 with the help of the Technology Innovation Agency um, and more funding from them, um, we demonstrated direct desalination. So, essentially, using wave energy directly to pressurize water through a reverse osmosis membrane to provide water, and so that that was our our our, our first aim. Um, and in terms of uh, demonstrating what we could do. To provide a solution to these isolated, engine communities, and um, and then we progressed since then to looking at how we can actually uh, industrialize the technology uh, to the point where we can use our very abundant wave energy around South Africa to provide a solution not just for uh, producing water for communities, but also uh, for uh, helping um, uh, certain industries like the abalone industry. Um, that need vast quantities of seawater on inland farms um, to go through their systems and um, providing them with that water on the one hand, uh, pre-filtration on the other, which is very important when it comes to red tides and so on, and also the power that they require not just for driving the water through the system but also um, in terms of aerating the water that goes through uh, their farms. So that's that's where we at at the moment. We we are actually busy with um, the the third iteration of our technology, and I'm quite excited to to get the system and the water in the next couple of months.
0: I'm trying to picture what it, what this looks like. So does it sit on the seabed out from the coast?
1: It's essentially, uh, it it uh, it does. Uh, it, it it's fixed to the seabed, and um, the, the the previous system was. Tended uh, to a, a boy on the surface, uh, a weighted boy, and uh, w- was capturing the the uh, vertical uh, and orbital motions of the waves. And um, the system at the moment uh, that we we're, we're developing is uh, using the, uh, the the surge aspect of the wave. So that's the forward and backward component of the wave, which we have a huge amount of off our coasts uh, due to to the, uh, the the swell component, which are your waves coming from very far away, which is another uh, a really uh, uh, exciting aspect to wave energy is, you know, um, in terms of an energy collector, the, the water transmits that energy from when, where it was uh, collected um, thousands of miles to where it eventually breaks on beaches. And so essentially we we have the advantage of being able to not only collect wave energy that's locally generated through winds, but also to collect the energy that is uh uh, uh, transferred from the wind into the water thousands of miles away, so it it, it lends itself to a more um, consistent wave energy form as opposed to what you've got with solar that's only available during the day and and only on clear days uh, to a large extent, and also wind uh, where you need the wind to blow. Um, so we we in a sense we we get to the the, the benefit of both the local energy and energy coming from very far away.
0: Well, you said you are in your third iteration. So let's look at the business model. You said initially you had a American backer. Maybe this question to Anton or Simon. Um, where are you in developing it, IP, etc.?
2: So we did uh, patent the second iteration, um, but we... For our tar- current target market, uh, we think the new iteration is, is going to be a, a more viable commercial alternative. So uh, we're looking to finalize this one and then go to market. We've had a lot of interest from the Abalone industry. Uh, we've had some interest from uh, commercial industry along the coast. Um, basically, we, we see ourselves as producing uh, Pressurized water and you can use that pressurized water on the coast for any of creating electricity or uh, any industrial purposes you can use it for desalination for green hydrogen for any of those purposes we will have uh, a way to engage with with those people we, We're not going to do desalination we will engage with all desalination partners etc. So the new version um, that we want to roll out is, is going to be the commercial version. Uh, we'll be ready to go uh, with, out to clients as soon as we've proven this one.
0: So how long do you think to to market, if you can call it that?
2: Uh, good question. Hopefully we get all our ducks in a row uh, by the first quarter of next year. Uh, seven. I see you smiling there. Simon's the one who's going to have to deliver on this one.
1: Um, so we, I'm holding some, Simon's doing the work. Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. And so essentially there, there are a lot of variables um, that that we have to contend with. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, so essentially on, on the one hand, um, we, we've got the technology and um so that's obviously our focus is to get the technology uh, ready and viable um, but on the other hand, we've got a, a, a new market that we're accessing that um, essentially we have to uh, uh lower the risks in in a in in a quite a creative way uh, to get uh, them uh, open to 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 having our first customer as it were so it's always uh, the the most difficult part is to get your first customer. Fortunately, uh, we do have some help in that regard. Um, we have our utilities that have uh, put their their, their uh, confidence in us, and um, in fact, uh, one of the the members of our utilities has uh, w- was previously with the Water Research Commission, Dr. Joe Burgess, and um, so uh, she's worked with us uh, right almost from the beginning, uh, going way back to two thousand and nine. Um, so uh, they would then be putting uh, money in to help to alleviate that risk for the first system by paying for the, that first demonstration to our first client.
0: So um, are you getting money from elsewhere? Are you raising funds apart from th- th- this injection that you talked about just now?
2: We we have raised funds. Uh, we have been supported in the past by the Technology Innovation Agency, by the Water Research Commission, Um, but interestingly enough, uh, the funding and the appetite for this type of project seems to be far less in South Africa than in in other parts of the world. Um, We joke, actually, because in in places like uh, Europe and, and Australia, they've put a lot of money into wave energy, and they've produced big systems. We believe our system is going to be more commercially viable because we've had to make it more cost-efficient, because we haven't had the money to do otherwise.
0: That's interesting. So I wanted to ask, how does your um, product compare to what's out in the market?
2: We're targeting uh, the ability to produce uh, energy. Electricity is is probably a good measure um, at equivalent rates to the other renewable energies, remembering, of course, that we're producing during peak load where they don't always. So um, when, when you consider the cost of putting electricity into the grid, you've got to look at it uh, 24-7 effectively and look at your average cost in that way and the cost of storage and all the other costs that come with putting in a wind or a solar solution, which we don't really need or certainly not to the same extent. That it's needed for these other solutions. So, when you take everything into account, though, the fact that we are 24 um, 7, sometimes a bit more, sometimes a bit less, um, then I think we're certainly aiming to compete cost wise. And then, if you want to use the water as well, if you're an Abalone farm and you're using the power and the water, then you're getting two for the price of what?
0: And would most people, <clears throat> not desalinate, would most companies use the water, the, the salt water, not, the, not desalinate the water?
2: Well, my guess is that they would want some form of uh, desalination, but not to potable water standards. Uh, you may need to take out a certain amount of the salts and the like, but um, it certainly doesn't have to go to the extent that you do for, for drinking water.
0: Simon, what else, what were the obstacles in developing this product?
1: Yeah, um, so I, I think uh, developing it in South Africa has been a challenge just in respect of funding. Um, so, uh, you know, if, if government has a large budget to provide funding uh, for such developments, uh, you would go about it in a, in a, in a more, um, uh, what can I say, um, uh, robust manner. Um, you know, if I look at my competitors overseas, you know, they've got large teams working on much bigger systems. They have um, a permanent infrastructure that's been set up for these projects and budgets in, in, in the realm of uh, hundreds of millions of, of euros. Um, and uh, so, I mean, we, we just haven't had that at all. So, what we've had to do really is um, a board like a plan type of of a situation where we tap into whatever resources we can. So that's why I started uh, initially with the, the Institute for Maritime Technology. Um, they're being right on the coast. There they, they were a couple of advantages, despite the fact that there's uh, a lot of expertise that they have uh, in, in the ocean space, um, but they also had access to the ocean. So when I started, you didn't have to have an environmental impact assessment to get something in the water or even a research permit for that matter. It was just a matter of uh, going in where they had already had permission. Now, um, that started uh, in, in the early 2000s, and um, subsequent to that, things have changed quite a lot. So environmental legislation has become a big thing, um, and so it, it's just that much more expensive to to get in the water. So um, – South Africa is quite challenging in from a financial perspective just to, to get the te- teams uh, on board. We've had to negotiate uh, deals where um, our partners are looking at the long term and have often provided services at uh, at cost, or sometimes on a voluntary basis. Um, and looking at us, uh, that often has been the case just in terms of our time. We've had to... Uh, uh, it's been a love affair, as, as it were, um, of putting in our time um, without uh, uh, having uh, the benefit of, of a salary coming from it.
0: So how does it work when the weather is like it was in the last couple of days, and you mentioned those big waves? Is that a problem of really bad weather and you know, the escape of storms?
1: Yeah, well, it's certainly a challenge. Um, so essentially, it's a matter of, of um, putting in uh, systems in place that, uh, should one fail, uh, you've got a backup system to it. Um, to be fair, we we haven't actually had a system go through uh, these kind of conditions. So time will tell. Um, but it's a very sobering moment when you know you you're looking at the effects of this energy. We we obviously are thinking along those lines, and um, the systems that we have put in the water have withstood um, many events, but. Um, you know, who's to say that they would uh, at, at any particular time uh, not fail because of one thing or another? You've got uh, different aspects to it, but you certainly design to mitigate those risks. And the way that our technology um, it has been designed is to have um, a lot of backup systems in place to be able to deal with that on the one hand. And then instead of having one large, big system doing uh, all the work, you have multiple systems. Um, And the way it works also is, uh, you know, the larger um, a system is, uh, intrinsically, the weaker it is uh, in relative terms. So, going small, there's a lot of uh, good logic to it. There's also a lot of challenges in keeping the costs down in terms of, um, one, the capital costs, and two, uh, the maintenance costs. So, uh, it's kind of a a bit of a a juggling scene, as it were, to, to try and balance all these things out.
2: I just want to add to to what Simon's just said. Uh, Our concept is, rather than build bigger if you need more energy or more water, we put more pumps into the water, more of our units. So as long as there's space in the ocean, uh, we can add more and more and then just link it via pipelines and then take one big pipeline to shore, a few big pipelines to shore. Uh, And that enables us to keep the system At the size that we believe is optimal for the wave conditions. Uh, And then the client
1: requirement just determines how many we put into the water. Yeah, so there there are a lot of advantages. Just to add to that again, um, you know, in terms of of mitigating your risk on the one hand, but also in terms of performance. So uh, your capacity factor um, is increased when you uh, decrease the size of a unit. So essentially, if you make your unit too big, then it'll only be driven by a large wave. Whereas if you scale down, um, even the smaller waves are able to drive it. So it, it's, it's certainly in, in our situation, it's, it's a good way to go um, from, from every perspective.
0: So, what size are they?
1: Um, the, the present units are around about the size of a, a three meter container. Um, so, it, fairly small. But uh, we rely on on, on multiple units um, to provide whatever the output is required by a client. So, um, and, and a nice aspect about that is that one can start small and develop a site as the site uh, develops. Um, so, as, as some of our clients, for instance, in the abalone industry. Are developing as they go. So they will uh, put in a certain amount of capacity, get that up and running and make it profitable before expanding the farm further. So it lends itself to that kind of
0: development. Simon Weinberg and Anton Berkovich, thanks so much for joining me.
1: Thank you.
2: Thank you very much.